This episode of Not Playing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. It's not playing with Lex and Dan. It's not playing with Lex and Dan. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is Lex. Hi. Hi, Lex. Hi, Dan. It's been a while, I feel like, since we've sat down and watched a movie together. I know. I've I've sort of just been replaying uh, Hudson Hawk in my head again and again. It's pretty delightful, though, right? I uh, I just want to hear Bruce Willis sing that song over and over again. <laughs> you can't. I actually have an MP3 of it. Well, good. I want that MP3. I will see what I can do. I mean, obviously, I don't condone file sharing, but, you know, there are there is a greater good here. Right. And the greater good is Bruce Willis singing. Indeed, because who doesn't want to hear that? Um, so we're back again. And it's time for a brand new movie to me. And I believe that movie is, I have no idea what year it came out in, but it's called <laughs> Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah, you've never, you know, you've never seen it, but no. uh, I have. I've seen it many, many times. I should say it has two connections to the movie we watched last time. Okay. Uh, musical numbers. Okay. And another one that I can't remember. Oh, uh, <laughs> that one's the best. Uh, no, I can't remember. <laughs> but, but there were two things I thought of last time. When it comes to you, let me know. I will. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> That's, I, I trust that is the case. So it's from, uh, it's from 1988. Okay, so we're back to the 80s. And what do you know about it? Well, I do know, so I've been trying to avoid other stuff, although there's, it's hard to avoid things like when you load up the movie on amazon it wants to tell you all about the movie i'm like no mm-hmm. i want the blackout option i just want to go right in uh i did know that michael keaton was in it and that i believe he plays the eponymous character yeah i do believe he is as a he's some sort of like like a demon or a ghost or something and he, you can summon him by saying his name three times and mainly i know that because well pop culture in general and the community joke where they yeah. say his name once per season and then he shows up in the third season in the background yeah a Brilliant. great community joke. If you one don't know that, best, one of the best, one of the best jokes I have ever seen. The longest running timing joke <laughs> in a, in like sitcom history. And they had a they had to be optimistic that they were going to get renewed, which was never a sure thing for that. Sure, show. yeah. So uh, I, I applaud them for that, even though I don't entirely understand it. So you know about Michael Keaton? Do you know okay. who directed the film? Mm, well, it's Michael Keaton, so I'm going to guess Tim Burton. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a strong guess. Okay. I mentioned to you last week uh, somebody who's in the cast. You, you did tell me Alec Baldwin was in the yeah. cast, which I don't think I was aware of. Looking at the title briefly, I thought for a second it was Rick Moranis. Mm. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was wrong about that. Um, I feel like it involves like a couple buying a house that might be haunted. Okay. Like that. That sounds familiar. I feel like maybe I saw a review of this on like Siskel and Ebert when I was a kid. <laughs> like that is the extent of my knowledge. It's not even like like I saw the movie or a commercial for it. I saw a review of it on TV. I will tell you, uh, as a brief aside for you and our listeners, I used to confuse this movie with a very short-lived TV show that co-starred Eric Idle that nobody saw except for me. Um, I think it lasted, I don't know, four or five episodes. It was called Nearly Departed. And okay. only in the modern internet era... Can I be happy that you can actually Google for this thing and find it? But Nearly Departed was a show about uh, 
uh, a couple that gets killed in a car accident when they're going home and then their house is like uh they return to their house as ghosts and there's a new family moving in and none of the other family can see them but they all like they all sleep in the same bed it's the two ghosts sleeping next to the two humans and the humans aren't aware that the ghosts are there uh but the grandpa in the show can see the ghost because he's so close to dead that, that was the conceit <laughs> wow it was so great uh it really it did not last very long i think that, it, why <laughs> wikipedia not? says it lasted from april 10th to may 1st so it really wow. it didn't uh yeah but i always used to confuse in my memory what jokes were in Beetlejuice and what jokes were in Nearly Departed. So we'll have to watch that next? Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, we should watch all four episodes. <laughs> yeah. We could probably, that's about probably, you know, like that's the length of like a long movie. Right. <laughs> Without commercials, it's probably shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's it. You don't, you don't have anything else. Um, he wears a black and white striped suit. He has crazy hair. This is I've all from the poster. I've seen pictures of Betelgeuse. I mean, I, yeah. I, Betelgeuse is a star, not to be confused with Betelgeuse, which is not a star, but is a kind of juice. But I was not a kind of juice. Delicious. Uh, well, I think you're in for a treat. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the same comedy exactly as, as Hudson Hawk, but I think it's a, a funny, enjoyable, strange, Burton-esque movie. Okay. All right. So all there right. you go. I'm ready to rock when you are. All right. Count us in. All right, so I have paused right after the Geffen production or Geffen Company logo has faded to black, and we will press play in three, two, one. Well, Dan, I have some truly excellent news for you, my friend. How excellent is it? You have now seen Beetlejuice. Indeed, I have. I can't disagree with that sentiment. Yeah. There are no arguing the facts. This is true. Well, that was uh, interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's. Uh, I, I don't think it was a bad movie. I won't say it okay. was my favorite of the things that we've watched. Um, no. It's a little odd i mean tim burton is not my favorite like i i i've seen a lot of tim burton movies but i am not the biggest fan of his style and he is very very stylistic right like he's got a very specific type of aesthetic that he goes for and like watching this it's not hard to see all the other movies i've seen are like as like part of this um but yeah he's not my he's not my favorite director i don't know why i don't i I guess his style doesn't really do it for me I mean, I, I can understand that. I, I, uh, I was. I mean, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, and I will say it didn't. It didn't quite hold up as well as I might have hoped it could have. Um, but I, I don't always dislike Tim Burton. I think Tim Burton does some things that I like. Like I like Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, Big Fish. I guess. Yeah, it that's is. a good movie. I like that. I saw the uh, Broadway play version of that too. It was pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like the kind of Burton-esque aesthetic that is all of his movies. I, I mean, I just it, think sometimes he overdoes it. Is like yes, and so like, no question. I haven't seen more his some of his more recent stuff, where like the Alice in Wonderland and Chocolate and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which are you know stories I like, but I kind of didn't want to see his version of them. Um, I was trying to remember what else. I had. Big Fish, I liked. He made the Planet of the Apes remake, which was kind of terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Ed Wood. Ed Wood is a good movie. You've never seen that one. That's that's pretty. I haven't seen that's that. a pretty one. funny movie. Um, so I mean, he's he's definitely a talented filmmaker. I just think that you know, 
he gets a little wrapped up in his style. I recently saw the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas for the first time last year, and I thought that was that was pretty good. That was fun. I like. I think style. I've only seen it once, so I don't really remember it too well. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This one just seems like a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It's just a little over the. And some of the logic didn't make sense to me. I mean, and I realize I shouldn't be like <laughs> nitpicking the logic in this, but like you know, on the one hand, if you establish like sort of rules in your universe, I feel like you should stick to them. I I didn't entirely understand how they got rid of him at the end. Yeah, there was some, some hand waving. There. There's some hand waving that goes. Um, on. you know the uh, the movie was originally meant to be a horror film, yeah. And then they decided, you know, let's make it funny instead. And you know, it's it's only I think on the rewatch for me, although you know, I called it out to you that you realize just how little Beetlejuice there really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he's in IMDb says he's in 17 and a half minutes wow. of the 92 minute running time. And he says it's his favorite film of his. Um, you didn't have to work very hard. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, a lot of makeup, I do think he gives. Makeup. Yeah, I think he gives a great performance. Um, oh yeah, I, like I, his I think characterization Keaton, of Beetlejuice. Yeah, I think Keaton is. I mean, he's clearly a good actor, and he gets to sort of cut loose here, which is nice because I feel like yeah. so many of his other roles are very conservative, right? And yeah. this is a good opportunity for him to do something that's totally wacky. And I think he's good. I think Winona Ryder's good. I mean, I think most of the acting performances are fine. I, I had no problem. I mean, I liked both Jeffrey Jones and Catherine O'Hara as sort of the, you know, the insufferable yuppies. Um, I Robert Goulet, I don't even understand what happened to Robert Goulet at the end there. <laughs> is he dead? Yeah. Did he just, is he in the attic? <laughs> I, they, I felt like they didn't set him up well. Like, it's a weird movie because it doesn't follow, I feel like, traditional movie structure in many ways. Like, who's the villain? Is it Beetlejuice? Is it Robert Goulet? Is it the family? <laughs> like, it's, you know, I'm not saying that you, can, you can't, like, make a movie where that's ambiguous or unclear. But in this case, I don't know if it helps it or not. Because they kind of want his help, but they kind of don't want his help. Like, he's kind of a pest, right? Right. But he's also a dangerous pest. You know, um, I do think it's funny. I think that, um, you know, it's got a decently large cast of talented, funny people. Um, the I, the effects, I think, I mean, many of them are terrible now. Well, I mean, but, it's, you know, it's Tim Burton, too. So you kind of like, again, his style, he has a very particular style. There's a heavy use of stop motion. You know, the computer, I'm sure if they use computers for any of those things, it was very limited. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it seems like, yeah, I can't I can't tell. Something about it feels off to me. Yeah, it's it's definitely not. Uh, it's not great, and I um, I liked it more in my memory than I liked it today as we watched it. Um, but there are some iconic scenes in there, like the the Deo scene where they're sure, they, yeah, that was pretty the funny. Fourth, and seeing the scene, like that's a. That I think is probably one of the more famous moments wow. from the movie. Reading the uh, reading the Wikipedia page is is great because it tells you all the terrible, terrible things that like this was supposed to be like when it was a much darker movie. Oh yeah, the character of Beetlejuice, envisioned by McDowell, is a winged demon. That's uh, Michael McDowell, who's the original writer, as a winged demon who takes on the form of a short Middle Eastern man, <laughs> is also intent on killing the Dietzes rather than scaring them, and wants to rape Lydia instead of marry her. <laughs> oh. That would have been a different movie. Wow. I uh, Yeah, that would have been different. 
Um, I, I also oh saw God. it on IMDb. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I kept going and it was disturbing. It was even oh, yeah, more it gets, disturbing. It gets really creepy. McDowell's script also featured a second deed style, nine-year-old Kathy, the only person able to see the Maitlands and the subject of Beetlejuice's homicidal wrath in the film's climax, during which he mutilates her well in the form of a rabid squirrel before revealing his true form. <laughs> okay. The, um, Yeah. <laughs> All right. The uh, I, one interesting factoid that I read is, you know, every time they're in whatever you would call uh, the 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 afterlife world where they go from time to time, uh, everybody you see is shown how they were when they died, right, with the that. exception of the stars, right? Because they they should be soaking wet, right? In theory, right? But they're not. Well, and, they dry you know, off. Um, Otho makes that joke about, uh, you know, the people who commit suicide are the 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 bureaucrat government workers oh, the servants, of the afterlife, yeah. the civil servants. Right. And that's, that's borne out in those scenes, right? The, there was the miss Argentina or whatever who had slit her wrists. Right. Right. And the, the guy who was like leading the, their tour guide sort of had clearly hung himself. Right. And, or hanged himself. He had done something bad to himself. Um, so I don't know. There's, there's, uh, like I say, it's it's better in my memory than it was in practice today, so that's kind of a bummer. But uh, I don't know. There's individually, I think it's like the whole is less than the sum of its parts. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate the performance of Michael Keaton and Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis. Winona Ryder does pretty well. I love to hate Otho, who, by the way, at that actor's funeral, the last song they played was Deo. <laughs> um, wow, <laughs> wow. Um, and the what's weird is the body came out of the no that didn't happen. Wow. Um, so yeah, I like those things. And uh, along with Spaceballs, Big and Caddyshack too, uh, this is one of the very few PG films. I was gonna uh, say there's a, a to contain the F word. Yeah, there's a lot of violence and swearing in this movie. For a is this PG? It's PG. It's not even PG thirteen. Um, it, it it was rated PG after PG thirteen existed. Right. I was gonna say. Um, but yeah, it is rated PG, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, I wouldn't have called this a PG movie. I'm going to watch with my kids, and I'll give you their yeah. take. I feel like this is the movie, like as a kid, that I would, like would have gone into thinking, "Oh, it's a cute PG movie," and I would have been really mad and scared. Oh man, it, I loved the movie as a kid, but I certainly was just terrified of things that are you know laughable now. Sure. But I had, like I was telling you, as we watched, I had a whole Beetlejuice place that I had a little grave that he could go in wow. and pop out of. I had a, a Beetlejuice where he could push a thing and his weird spikes would pop out. Like, I loved it. I was a big fan. Yeah, I don't know. Did you watch the cartoon? I did not watch the cartoon. But you knew of the cartoon. I knew of it, but I remember that seeing that... it. Yeah, I, I don't think I, like, which is weird because he seems like he's made much more like of a, you know, a like funny character in that movie. <laughs> Yeah, so they centered on the, him as a ghostly con man and his best and only true friend, Lydia, and their adventures in both the netherworld and the real world. So, yeah. His core character, that of a ghostly con artist, remained fundamentally the same as in the original movie, but was considerably softened from maliciousness to pranksterism. Nor in the series did he <laughs> display the rampant lechery he did in the film. <laughs> well, I'm okay with that change. Yeah, I just it, it seems in some ways very, very different, right? Right, um, and where he, yeah, I mean, that's necessary in, in turning him into a protagonist instead of a instead of an antagonist. It was a breakout hit for ABC in its initial season. Yeah, wow, yeah. I wouldn't have expected that. I don't think I would have either. I remember it being on. Yeah, so like it ran from 1989 to 1991. It's like 109 episodes. 
It's a lot. So you, you're not a big Burton fan overall, no. but you liked Ed Wood. I did like. Ed How Wood. do you feel about Edward Scissorhands? I don't know if I've seen Edward Scissorhands. Wow. I feel like you know I've seen parts of it. I've, I think Johnny Depp as Edward Scissorhands has as many lines as Michael Caine <laughs> did in this movie. I, you know, I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing though. Like, or I, I've never sat down and watched it start to finish. It's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> Usually, I like we have the follow-up Edward Razor Hands. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds way creepier than I meant to. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so how would you rank it? How, not against other movies, but how would you rank the movie it? Like, I know that you it, didn't love it. I will say the movie it reminded me most of tonally was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I could see that. Um, a very different movie. Oh, sure, sure. But there's, a, I think there are similarities in both the, sort of the production and like style of it. You know, with the there's like two worlds colliding type thing. You know, in this one it's like the dead and the living, and that one it's the cartoons and the humans, right? So yeah. there's some similarities between that, and there's like people who are real doing cartoony things. And there's interaction with them, like yes. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a similarity between those two. Of the two, I would say I think I liked Who Framed Roger Rabbit better, if only right. because the sort of noir genre appeals to me um, a little more than the the horror genre. Um, so yeah, I would put it. I think it's it's probably towards towards the bottom of the list. Wow. Sorry. Well, I'm sorry to let it's you right. down, buddy. Sorry. Right. This is this is a learning experience for both of us. Right. And like, I, I think if I had seen it more recently, I wouldn't have picked it. That's how. Yeah. Okay. That's but, interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued by that. And that. Yeah. And I think that I I think I'm probably not alone. I think that that Beetlejuice has some a decent nostalgia cred that maybe doesn't hold up. I can't exactly explain why it doesn't hold up. It's not just you know because the movie's not about its effects per se. Sure. Uh, but I don't know. It's just it's definitely. It's, it's largely memory. dependent on them, right? Yeah. yeah. So if they don't hold up, that can damage the movie. I do like really like Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis here. I think they're right. two of the stronger people in the movie, um, and their relationship is nice. And they, you know, I'm glad it works out well in the end. Right. They they clearly love each other, right? Right. And right. you know, they take dying pretty well. Indeed, indeed, they kind of roll with the punches there. <laughs> They roll in their graves. I think I always get this confused with um, "Death Becomes Her." Yeah, which I also saw once. (laughs) Scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I I think that movie freaked me out. Freaked me out as, or like seeing the commercials for it freaked me out as a kid. I'm very sensitive to these things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also remember just being terrified after I watched Ghostbusters. That the library. library Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch. I think I that one. I think I saw like as a whole for the first time in like college or something and at oh, that point i was yeah. totally cool with it but i saw it as a kid and i had to sleep in my uh in my parents i saw room parts of it yeah i was familiar with it yeah they're they're remastering it later this year for the 30th anniversary and uh we were talking about the other day and one of my friends was saying how yeah those dogs like the hellhound things probably not oh, as scary yeah. now as they were when our kid when we were kids i don't know um, what was I thinking? I oh, there was something else with that the, movie. Does make me angry though. I don't like when oh, Bill Murray lies to that guy who clearly has extra yes. sensory perception. I'm sorry, it makes me mad. I, you know, I was thinking that um, the other movie that I actually believe it or not, I have not seen all of is um, Tim Burton's original Batman. I don't believe because it. the Joker Jack Nicholson scared the crap out of me as a kid. I remember hiding <laughs> on the stairs. I was like watching it at a friend's house, and I was like, no, cannot deal with this. <laughs> 
was creepy. He was creepy, man. And, I'm and so sorry. And Michael Keaton's makeup here kind of reminded me of that too, which was funny because yeah. it was like, oh, he's like he, now he's playing the Joker instead of playing Batman. <laughs> um, I was, uh, I think I only saw the uh, the Tim Burton Batman once, but I uh, I liked it. Did I, he do Batman Returns too? He was did. that also him? Yes, yeah. he did the first two. Batman Returns, I really liked. I haven't seen that one at all. Surprisingly, I've seen. I think every other Batman movie except for those two. Huh. Like literally everyone, including like the Adam West one, the animated oh, yeah, ones. Like I started seeing them with Tim Burton. Yeah, all the Chris Nolan ones, the two Joel Schumacher debacles. <laughs> those are terrible movies. They were. They were bad movies. And I, I was thinking just now, though, when we were talking about these 80s movies that were scary to us, that maybe weren't even meant to be scary, like the previews for Death Becomes Her or for me, Beetlejuice, for both of us, Ghostbusters. Uh, maybe that's why we stopped seeing so many. <laughs> I think actually that was part of it. Like as a kid, I was really and I think some kids are more like this than others. Like, but because I had, I think, a lot, you know, a active imagination, it was very easy for me to get like immersed in it. Yeah. Like I see this now with my cousin's kids because we'll watch like we I showed them Star Wars. And yeah, one of them is a little bit older and I think was like much more into it. But the younger one just gets too like it makes her anxious. Right. Like there's yeah. like when characters are in peril, she gets legitimately worried because it's yeah. difficult to separate the story. Like it's a story. It's fictional. You know, and these people are OK. And even yes. more than that as a story where, you know, things work out in general. Right. You're not going to show them terrible, terrible movies where like not everybody dies. Right. Like you're. Um, but like they, they get invested in it and so they get much more affected by it. And I think some kids have that as a sort of a predilection, which I think I did, which is I just got, I got very anxious about seeing like people in peril. And I sort I grew out of it as I got into my teenage years, but as a kid that really, a lot of that stuff freaked me out. Yeah. My, uh, my kids, I, I see that all the time with them. We have to do a lot of convincing that it's, you know, we're showing you this because it's appropriate for you. Right. Right. <laughs> Are you sure I should be watching this? Yeah, I like, are you sure the witch isn't going to get Dora in the end? Like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's good. That's well, Dan, I, uh, you know, I'm sorry we didn't love okay. it better together, right. but I'm glad that you've gotten it I'm, now off your pop culture checklist. I'm glad at least if I had to watch it, I'm glad I saw it with you. Oh, that's really sweet. So let me ask you this. Yes. What are we watching next So week? I thought of a couple ones during in there that were sort of on my list. One, which I think is, oh, maybe not quite a tonal successor, but like there is a... There's a certain amount of tonality like in common between the two of them. Um, and then one that has a more direct like uh, like link between the two of them. And I'm not sure which way to go. Um, I'm inclined to... Let me think. That's a toughie. That is a toughie. <laughs> um, well, I think we'll follow this up with a movie that I find uh, also... Uh, very much like this movie in that it tries to cross a couple genres. Okay. I hope you will enjoy it. It is, I believe, from... Hudson Hawk yeah. 2. I think it is also... I'm going to look it up really quick, but I think it's also from 1991, as Hudson Hawk was. Uh, I think I threatened to show you this last year. Uh, 92, sorry. 92. Um, okay. Uh, it is the 1992 classic, cult classic, Army of Darkness. Okay. Do you know anything about Army of Darkness? I feel like what I know about it is um, I feel like I have this vision of stop motion okay. zombies or the undead okay. getting involved in attacking. Like poor effects of... of, of so, so you see what I'm creatures. going for here. <laughs> yes. I think I see the connection. All right. 
Well, uh, right. well, I hope we. Am will... I going to have nightmares when we watch? I don't it? think so. Okay. I think you'll be. If you made it through Beetlejuice, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Dan. It's been a pleasure watching Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice with you. Yes, it's all. Also... Hey, that was my Beetlejuice. <laughs> wow, that was that was terrible. Terrible. I'd like yeah. to take a moment and uh, once again thank our fine sponsors from the top who didn't want us to read an ad, but I will thank them anyways. Right. Just make sure everybody knows the Cards Against Humanity is specifically not paying us to say this. And I would like to take a moment to ask our kind listeners if they would be so nice as to drop by the iTunes store and give us a rating or review if they feel inclined to do so. We would really appreciate it. Especially um, if they like the show. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like the show, then you can yeah, yeah, get some work review, done. <laughs> as, we say, as we said in the past, go review another podcast that you really like because we right. sure, we're sure they'll appreciate it. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks, Dan. I'll see you next week. Thanks, Lex. Bye. Bye. Adios. Stop. How she figure out how to pronounce it? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Also, why do they spell it differently from the title of the movie everywhere? Well, so the star is spelled this way, but I think they were worried people wouldn't know how to say it, so they spelled it the stupid way. That's <laughs> for the movie title. Pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs>